It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host, and welcome back to Unpacking the Box podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Tonight, I'm here with Courtney Starks, who is the CEO and founder of Courtney's Corner LLC, a brand that is dedicated to impacting lives, amplifying those unheard voices and untold stories. He is also the host of Courtney's Corner Talk Show. Hello, King. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And thank you for that dope introduction. Yes, I was like, I'm gonna try to get it like Courtney. I'm like, I always hear you say it. I'm like, get it. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm honestly doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I am good. You know, busy, busy, but good. I can't complain. Amen. That's what's up. Yes. So tell the people where you're from. I am from the best city in the world, New York City. <laughs> hey, I love it. <laughs> How you like it there? You love it. How was it like growing up and stuff? You like it? Oh my God. I think, you know, they make New York City to be like some dramatic scene out of a horrible soap opera. But <laughs> growing, growing up in Brooklyn, New York was everything. You know what I mean? And visiting other places was great but there's was never no place like home, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's how it still is for me. You know, I haven't found another state where I'm like, you know what, it's time. It's time. Like I haven't, and until I do, New York is where I'll be. Hey, I know that's right. <laughs> I went to New York, I want to say twice. It's been some years ago, but it was like to see a play, I want to mm -hmm. say, um, I want to say it was the color purple. I think I saw it was it was some it was a long time ago. And then less miserable or I know I'm chopping that up, but that it was a play. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I liked it. I liked the atmosphere and and the shopping and the food was so good. I just remember the food. Of course, I'm a big foodie, so I remember the food. <laughs> we have that same thing in common. Let me tell you something. There are a, there are at least fifteen hundred restaurants in here in New York City. If I can go to all of them, I will break the world record because I can eat. Mm-hmm. I can, <laughs> me I can too. eat. <laughs> me too. I'm like, wherever I go, I, let me tell you, what I, I might not remember anything else, but I'm remember what I ate. <laughs> 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 yes. So, 
First of all, you I just want to tell you, you are so amazing, so inspiring, so impactful. I have watched a couple of your shows and I just love how you move. I love how you carry yourself just business wise as a fellow, you know, host. And I just think you're amazing. So I just want to tell you that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means everything. Yes, you're welcome. I also learned about your story, like your your obstacle, one of those obstacles that you had to overcome. Um, if you're okay, I would love for you to talk about that. Yeah. Um. So I think I want to, uh, right after high school, Um. well, let's go back to the fact that I was always a sick kid, right? Um, mm-hmm. It was just something that I had to go through, you know, and when you're young, you really don't make sense of those things or, you know, you're not really taking that accountability because you just don't know, right? You just know that you're sick. It's something that you have to go through and then it's done. And right after high school, um, I was still sick, but this sickness felt different. You know, it didn't feel like the normal high school experience sickness that I had to go through. Um, mm-hmm. It was something very different and I didn't really know what it was. You know, I thought a lot about it as being like, you know, um, dehydrated or you know just something of that nature you know because we're really good at diagnosing ourselves we will web md ourselves to death yes <laughs> that was me web MDing, and it, it made sense to what i was feeling that's what i was calling it but the symptoms weren't getting any better um i got to a point where i just couldn't breathe i couldn't breathe you know and i went to the hospital or I, I tried to make it to the hospital and when I finally got there, the doctor was like, your kidney shut down. And you know me, because I can find a joke out of everything. And I'm just like, okay, well, turn it back on. You know, like, what you talking about? Let's go. Like, I don't got time for this. You know what I mean? And right. not understanding that, no, dude, like, this is something serious and traumatic that's happening to you. And they're looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because, you know, they're doctors. They don't care. You know, I'm just a black mm-hmm. in the black neighborhood going to this rundown hospital and they're like no sir your kidneys are shut down you have to do this and do this and do that and I'm I'm literally sitting in this emergency room and I'm like not processing any of it right because I've always been the sick kid but I've always gotten better you know what I'm saying always Mm -hmm. gotten what quote unquote better was and I even remember to the point where I was like okay well all right uh two months in the hospital I'm ready to go like okay I feel better you know I lost weight so I'm looking a little snatched you know what I mean like <laughs> right I'm, like I'm not understanding I just lost this weight I look good I can get new clothes now and they're like sir your kidneys are done you have to go on dialysis you're gonna need a kidney transplant and it wasn't until the day I was getting released where I'm like alright doc well thank you for everything you know when do I need to follow up with you and he's like you're going to be following up with me for life until you get a transplant. And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. That moment, like, what do you, wait, what? And I could, I could see his face like, you haven't been listening to a word I said to you. And I remember him sitting me down and saying to me, your kidneys have failed them. One of the major organs in your body no longer functions. This is what you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life. And as I started to process that, mm-hmm. it just, it changed the trajectory of what I thought would have been my life, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like I am, I'm in college now. I am living what I thought was my best life. I'm out here, I'm doing music, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I got a good job. I'm trying to move out, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get up out of here. And you're mean, you're telling me right now that the very thing that's gonna hold me back is the fact that my life is not going to be normal, you know? And um, I went to this really big depression, really, really, really big depression. And it took me a year to get out of it. And fast forward a few years after, you know, you, you gain that strength back, right? Or you find things to fill in that void. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I did. I filled in the void. I was out drinking, partying, having a good time. Cause now I'm in my 20s. You can't tell me I'm not grown. You know, in your 20s, you think that you know it all. Like you think that you're unstoppable. And I remember like, I'm gonna, this is not going to take advantage of me. Not realizing that I was still letting it hit, you know, take advantage of me, but, but I'm now, I'm now adding on to the, the other parts of, you know, of the mess. And I remember them calling me, you know, uh, 2014, they called me and I'm like, let's go. I'm posting it on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm posting, I'm, I mean, I'm having a field day. I'm ready to get back to this normal life. And I get to the place. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Cause I got to get back to my life, you know? Mm-hmm. I, done, I done did all the wrong in the world, but you couldn't tell me at that point in time that I was doing any of it. And um, I'm ready. Like, I'm like I'm telling all my family, all my friends, people whom I, I haven't even spoken to. And um, like a year, I'm like, yeah, look, 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 this is what's happening, you know? And I'm like, yeah, God this and God that. And I get to the table. I get on the table. I They're, they're like prepping me up and, you know, telling me what to do and the guy's like okay so i'm gonna need you to count down because when you wake up you're gonna be on the other side and i'm like all right let's go and we're counting down and before he could get the propofol to you know into the line a doctor runs in he's like no he cannot have this and i'm looking like hold up up. hold up who are you why are you here and what are you talking about and he's like, he can't, he can't have this kidney. And I remember laying in there and I'm just like, that numbness, that darkness, that thing that overcame me when I was, when I started to process the kidney failure had come back, right? Because mm-hmm. now I'm mad with the world again, I'm going through this again and not realizing that I had, I was causing so much damage because I was damaging myself, you know, drinking, partying, having out, doing drugs, all of these things to fill in the void. And mm-hmm. um, being told that my kidneys, not my heart is now weakened because I have been putting a lot of stress and strain on it because I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't truly preparing myself. And um, I went through it again. I went through it again. I went home, I was ashamed. I didn't speak to anybody. I kind of like, block people out, but this time was different um, than the first in that I had to have the tough conversation with myself, right? Um, Mm -hmm. In that time, you're leading worship, you're doing these things, you're talking about overcoming, you're talking about triumph and adversity, you're claiming healing over your body, you're claiming things that you know that you're not preparing for. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. having those conversations, those hard ones, because I've never done that. 
I had never said to myself, what am I going to do so that I should live, right? How am I going to allow God to take this wheel when I am the one throwing him off the wheel so I can control it, right? I'm the one who wanted to be in charge. I'm the one who wanted to have the answers instead of letting the teacher teach, you know? And um, mm-hmm. it wasn't until I realized that the things that were up, that were that were my life before could not be no more. And if I wanted to be able to make an impact on somebody's life, that I had to be true to who I was. And that this sense of normal, this normal life that you wanted from the time you were 14, 13, is not reality. Who's, what is normal, right? What is normal? Mm-hmm. Who what normal is? And where you are right now is where you need to be because at some point in time, somebody's life is going to be changed because your story is going to be the catalyst for that. And um, it was in that moment. It was like a, a, a whole 180 for me. And that meant cutting off things, dying to myself, getting rid of all the toxic things that were around me, whether it be food, whether it be job, whether it be friends, whether it be family. I had to get get out of that space and not allow it to take me down any longer, you know? And mm-hmm. it was hard. It was a hard process. But I followed through. I remained obedient. I stuck to the promise. And in 2017, God fulfilled what I needed. And he gave me an opportunity to get the kidney transplant again. And I got it in 2017. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And you know what? That's what makes your story so much more impactful because you are still here. And you could and and it could have took you out. That thing could have took you out. Yes. Yes. In a heartbeat. Mm Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat, because I wasn't listening to anything nobody was telling me. Right. And, And and you are supposed to be here. And this is why your work just means so much more and makes so much more impact and so and that's what I want to get into also so um you know somebody out there or some bodies a lot of people out there right now uh, you know they have all these dreams and goals that they want to accomplish but they feel like they are lacking resources needed like money tools and things like of, of that nature and I actually used to be one of those people so can you tell us where and how did you start your talk show so I started Courtney's Corner in 2010. I was in this place in my life where, you know, I'm aged out of what they would call the young adult phase, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a full-blown adult now. I want to say I'm 21. And, you know, they don't really have programs and things that they do now, I want to say. They didn't really have that back then. So... Like you age out of the high school phase, you age out of this young adult thing, and then you're forced to face reality. You know, you you have two jobs. You're either gonna go to school or you're gonna work, right? There's no yep. between, no gray area. And what it's led to now is people who are mentally ruined right now. They're mentally lost because they were not ready at that age. But no one knows that because if you know it's it's what you call a generational curse right their our parents didn't know their parents didn't know their parents didn't know so all the kind of trickles down to us and one thing i love about millennials is that when it got down to our time we're just like okay we're not having this there's more to life than this right mm-hmm. but during, i didn't have anybody you know family-wise who were like 
let's do this. Let's, let's go. You know, I was, I was stuck. And I remember saying, you know what? I know if I'm going to do these things, there has to be at least one or two other people who are going through this. And I remember going on Facebook and just having a conversation, right? Like, go, I don't even, at that point, we didn't even have Facebook Live and all that upscale technology on it that we do now. Before you had to post a video, I had a, I had a busted Toshiba laptop. I'll never forget this. In my grandmother's, in my grandmother's kitchen. And I just started posting videos of what I was going through and how I was feeling. And guess what? People started responding. People started telling me how relatable it was to what they were going through in that time at that moment. And that they needed someone to, you know, they needed that voice because no one was really thinking about this. And I even remember how the name came. I was like on a small little break. You know, you get tired of doing all these videos because I got to post a video and until you're back then, it was like you comment under the video, then I got to respond with another video. It wasn't mm -hmm. like I can just put you on and we can speak. So I remember taking a break. I'm like, I'm tired. Like I, I'm doing like, I got hundreds of videos out now. Let me take a break. And I remember this girl coming in my inbox and she was like, where's Courtney's Corner? And I'm like, who the hell is she talking about? You know? And I'm like, what, you, what is that? And she's like, your show. Why are you not on right now? We need to hear you. And I'm like, boom, that's the show. That's, the, that's what it's going to be. Courtney's Corner. And at first I was like, okay, you know, it sounds crazy, but let's go. Like, if you guys are calling it that, then that's what it's going to be. And everybody just tagged along to the name. And then I stopped, right? I stopped because I was going through a lot of hardship. And people don't realize when you're going through like a major change in your body, like, you know, organ failure and things like that. It's a battle with yourself spiritually, mentally, and physically. You know what I mean? It's all mm -hmm. coming. And I was fighting a real battle even in the silence of my heart because I couldn't, I, I, I didn't think people understood. I didn't really want the sympathy of it. You know what I mean? And you know, when you're young and you're naive, you don't, those things where people are like, oh, you, you know, you're going to be okay. Or, you know, you know, God's going to be, he's going to make it. You don't really want to hear that at that moment. Like, I want this normalcy that I've had before this, you know? Right. And I couldn't lie to the people. So I took a break. I took a hiatus. I stopped the show. And I wasn't going to bring it back even after I had gotten my kidney transplant. <laughs> but, you know, when, when God wants you to be in a place in a predicament in the time, you don't mm -hmm. have to you don't have a choice. You're going to do it one way or another. And I had already detoured from 2010 to 2017, not doing it. And I remember during that time, you know, we were dealing with the death of, you know, Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and Sandra Bland and all of these things. And I felt that feeling again of no one having a voice, right? Mm -hmm. you know, going on mainstream media, they dictate to us what we need to hear. And then when they're tired of it or another story comes to play, that's what that is. And we don't hear about it no more until it's time to hear the, you know, a verdict of not guilty. And I remember saying to myself, I'm just tired. Like who is going to be the voice? Mm -hmm. Who is going to be the one that's going to speak about these social issues that we are having in our community because all they're doing it's opening up Pandora's box and expecting us to be okay with it. And we're not, we're not. And I remember, I remember like hearing this song and in the song, it's like, God was like, it's you. Now you can play, you can do this the easy way or the hard way. 
And I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> yes. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of fighting. I'm not going to fight you no more on this because you're going to have your way regardless. And I'm not going to waste any more time being disobedient because it has already set me back nine years. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, I just decided to do it again. And this time around, people were like, yes, we have been waiting for you. Let's go. Get back. Let's go. And I realized then that the promise that he made to me in 2010 about this show was still there. It may not have looked that way in those nine years, but the promise never left. It was still there because God said it. God said so, you know? And mm -hmm. I realized that I had to be the one. Somebody had to be the one in this time, in this moment, you know? And he allowed me to create this bigger and better than I thought it would ever be. Yes, I can resonate with that. It, it's the same for me. It's like, and I want people to understand, like, when you have a calling, when God gives you a gift and you have a calling, I don't care what you try to do to ignore it. You can't because it will keep tapping you on your shoulder. You know how many times mm -hmm. I literally, and, and I just said, I quit podcasting every day. I quit yeah. when, uh, every day, okay? <laughs> I'm like, I do it. You know what? I am done, okay? But I go right back and I go right back to that space that makes me happy. And it's like, I just keep getting pulled. And when I initially started my show back, I started my show in 2019. And initially it started off as an extension of my blog. I started my blog in 2018. And I, it was just like an extension of that where I was talking about like my writing pieces and things like that. But then it morphed into this thing where I'm doing interviews with people and, you know, the same thing, amplifying those voices and those stories, because I also saw a problem with yeah. mainstream media. And I'm like, I can't, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a capability at this moment to get in mainstream media, but I can still take my space and I right. can build that up. And then I can do something. I can do, I can play my part, basically. Right. 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 And I think that people don't realize that, like, what makes it mainstream? What makes it mainstream is that we are involved. Mm -hmm. We are the ones who are consuming because if we aren't, there is no mainstream. You understand what I'm saying? There is no Power 105. There isn't ABC. There isn't NBC. If, we, if us as consumers aren't supporting, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we, oh, we just have to remind ourselves of whose we are and why we're doing what we're doing. Yes. And that we can make a difference. We can yes. make a difference. Yes. You know? and it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. As long as you are remaining present as long as you are remaining true to your calling and to your promise you're going to make that impact because people are going to gravitate to you no matter where you are mm -hmm. yes and, I, and, and it's so important to get that out into the atmosphere to flip I always say I love challenging that narrative the narrative that they try to portray especially as it pertains to black people on mainstream media is not correct at right. all so I'm like I'm and not only that for my kids who look like you who look like me every they look like us like these people look yes. like us and we need to we need to challenge the narrative we don't have to accept what they're showing us on tv we can change that and so I said I'm gonna find some people that look like me that look like mm -hmm. you that are doing amazing things and not only that people that have you know endured trauma and bad things. However, they came out on the other side, Amen. the other side of resilience. Amen. So, 
Yes. So, and that's why I love, I love, love, love what you do because you are, not only are you walking that, you are that, you know? Yes, yes. Yes, I love it. So now let me ask you, with, um, you know, this impactful show and this positivity that you are, you know, getting out into the world, did you, because I know for me, I personally find this very challenging, but do you find it like a challenge to push positivity and impactful content, you know, in a world that feeds off of like trendy gossip and, and, and negativity? Do you find it challenging to push that content out there? I thought in the beginning, when I first started doing the in-studio show, I, I always kept saying, no one wants to hear this, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear this. Like, you guys are focused on Cardi B and her bloody shoes. You guys are <laughs> all, all of these things that shouldn't matter in the, in, the, in the midst of all that we're going through right now as a people, as a community. But then I realized, who's, who, am, who am I to say that, right? Who am I? The reason why, the reason why people aren't listening to it is because they don't know where to go. They don't know what who's out here doing it. You know what I mean? They don't see people like them, like you were saying earlier. They don't see people like them that are really telling our story, that are really going into these communities and are utilizing their gift, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm going to be the one of them out of the many of us, then let's make it happen. You're never going to know. And when I first, when I first released the first ever episode but after the relaunch and to see the love and the commentary and the people who were just like we need to hear this i knew then that this is necessary even at the covid right as one-on-one mm-hmm. courtney stocks is an extension of my brand i had no i had no plans on making this anything i had there was never a plan and i tell people this all the time one-on-one with courtney stocks was not in the plan, but won't God lead you to it? Hmm. <laughs> he yes. will lead the promise no matter how hard-headed you are. And even though I knew Courtney's Corner was great, I knew one-on-one with Courtney Starks was better because it allowed me the opportunity to be intimate, to be me. You know, with one on with Courtney Starks talk show, I was so scripted. Like we I have writers, I got guest relations, I got a team of people who like are telling me what to do, what to say, but where am I at in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. And this had to bring me back to the dude who was sitting in his grandmother's kitchen telling people how he felt about some things. And I had to go back there. I had to go back there. So when it is time for me to go into a new a stratosphere or a new place in space, I don't forget who I am and why I'm doing what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, and and that, I love I love that show because it because like you said it is very intimate and yeah. you get to be you. Yeah, like literally, and you know, and like you were like you were asking, like positivity sometimes is hard. Like if you, we are like you said, it's you, it's me, it's us that is happening to, it's us. So mm-hmm. to come here every day and be upbeat and happy and you know enjoying my life. It's hard, but I know that it's necessary because somebody is watching this show who is going through thoughts and battle of suicide, who are going through these things of depression and they need to see somebody say, you love them. Somebody saying, we are going to make it together. Somebody to remind them that we are more than what we're going through in this moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 
life has to happen so that way our generations to come can cross or the person next door can cross and be able to help the next person do it. It's the circle of life for me, you know? Yeah, that's true though. And I think people really sleep on the fact that these shows and all these things that we're doing, really it does help, even if it's just one person, it helps people and it saves people lives because that's all people be wanting to hear is that somebody went through the same thing that they're going through, that somebody got over that yeah. hill. They jump, that's all they need. And, and, and to some people, it's, it seems very small, but that's all you need is to hear that somebody else made it. Somebody else did it. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I look at, I look at some of these shows now and I'm just like, where is the soul of the show? Right. Mm-hmm. As you are into celebrity gossip and celebrity news and whatever the case may be, where are the hard conversations? that need to be had so that way people can see that we are all human at the end of the day. What your title is is not going to matter when you go to heaven. He's not going to let you skip the line because you're a celebrity. We all we all go into the same place in the same space if we're worthy enough. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that matters. The, the, the heart, the real core and meat and potatoes is what are you doing to help your next brother and sister cross and be able to allow them an opportunity to help somebody else. Yes, I love that. I love it. And you know, it's it, I did not, and, and oftentimes too, sometimes it takes a little bit of living to figure yeah. that out, you know, because yeah. I didn't come into mind. I'm, I'm literally, I'm like, I'm 39 now. I could never figure out what it is I was supposed to be doing. I never knew what my purpose was until like, mm-hmm now a few years back like i literally am now living my purpose and it, and sometimes it takes that that time to figure it out but you yes. always will figure it out and then you have to tap into it develop it and grow it and and take care of that yeah so true so true yeah so so i agree so um, do you have like, cause I, as a fellow interviewer, you do a lot of interviews, which is, which is so great. I love, I love how you, um, maneuver your interviews. Cause I'm, I'm big on, since I do interviews, I'm big on listening to other interviews. I just love it. I love that space of yes. just getting to know people, to picking people's brains and things like that. I love it. Yes. Yes. So can you describe the feeling that you get from, you know, being able to conduct these interviews and, you know, amplify, amplifying someone's, you know, voice and story. It, um, <laughs> it's a heart filling feeling. Um, <laughs> my, I always tell my girlfriend this, I get so nervous before each one. Mm-hmm. I get so nervous and she's like, you're not nervous. And I'm like, no, I am. Like, I really am because, number one, I want to make sure that I capture the human of said person. Whether it's a celebrity or not, I want your story to be heard. It's not about me. It's about Mm -hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? And what you are contributing to the world, to the community, to your town, wherever you are at. And um, it, it, it gives me chills. It makes me nervous. But... When these lights come on, <laughs> and the um, my assistant is like, "Go," it's it's a different feeling. I become a different person. You know what I mean? 
and that's when that's when I know that I'm called to do this. That's when I know that it's so much more and so much bigger than just me sitting at this chair with this banner behind me making this work that I, I am living in the purpose of it all. I'm living in the promise of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I'm over here smiling because people don't understand. Like, as an interviewer, you have this huge responsibility, first of all. Yes. Whether yes. it's a celebrity or whether it's not a celebrity, you have a responsibility to get a certain story out or a business or whatever it is you're talking to them about. And the first thing that I tell people, because I help people with interviews and stuff with their shows. And the first thing I tell them, the first thing you need to know, figure out what kind of interview are you trying to conduct? What are you trying to get out to the world? What message are you trying to get? What Are you trying to humanize this person? Are you trying to get messy and gossipy with this person? Are you tra- doing this for impact? Like what? You have to figure out your why and your what. And then yeah. your who. And, and people, and you know, and that's where it gets tricky, right? Because everybody, everybody doesn't know that. And that's where it gets mm-hmm. confusing, right? Like, and, and I always, like, I, I'm, I'll be, I'm, I wasn't going to tell anybody this, but I'm now a life coach. So I have clients and I, I'm always telling them like, guys, we are, you try so hard to, you know, impress people, impress people. But at the end of the day, it's not those people who are sitting behind this camera, who are sitting behind this phone or however you are conducting your um, your business and making it happen. It's you. They mm-hmm. are for you. But if you don't know who you are, then how can you lead somebody else? So when I think about us doing these shows or giving us services or products or businesses, I'm always like, what are you doing to give? And, 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 and let me be very clear. There's a space and place for everybody. There's a space and place mm-hmm. for and gossip. There's a space and place for politics and impactfulness and community. Where do you line? Where do you stand? What lane are you in? And stay there. It's okay. It is okay. As long as you are giving it your all and you are true to what you are doing and true to your calling, everything else will play itself out, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's 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 whatever whatever you're trying to do. Just make sure whatever you're doing, do it good. Do it do it the best that you can. Shade room, right? Um, and I so I spoke to her the other day, and we were talking about just like how she got her start, and she was telling me like she never meant to for the shade room to be, you know, like multi diverse. You get your gossip, but you also get impact. You also get these things. And she was like originally. It was all supposed to be gossip, right? Mm-hmm. And I well, you know, what made you want to change? And she was telling me that the, you know, she had to be true to herself. And she realized that her overall goal was to be impactful, right? The shades mm-hmm. of happened just because people were attracted to that. So she keeps that and she has a team of people who does that. But when it's impactful and she has things to say, she says that comes from her. Because she wants to remind people that it's a multifaceted company, you know? Mm-hmm. And she wants to be able to be seen just by doing that. And I was like, okay, well, at least you know who you are and you're not trying to just please the world. You are focusing on what's important to you, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's a creative shade room. Yes. 
I love that. Yes. I listen, I follow the shade room, okay? <laughs> Along with so hundreds and millions of people, okay? We love the shade room. You know, it yes. has it, it, yes. it, it does have to I feel like you know what? It's something for everybody. It's something it's for true. everybody. It's true. It's true. Like I'm a fan of Wendy Williams. You can't tell me nothing bad about Wendy. I love her. <laughs> I love her from when she was at radio. And a lot of my a lot of what I do is inspired by what she did, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we're not reinventing a new wheel. We're just jumping on it and adding our part on. So like, I, I look to her and a lot, of, a lot of other people who have paved the way for us to be here because we're not doing this alone. You know, we didn't just get up one yes. day and just, you know, that this is our thing, you know? Yes. Listen, you are, see, I knew I was going to love this conversation, okay? Because <laughs> you feel me, okay? Because let me tell you, and I was just having a conversation with another one of my fellow podcaster sisters. And we were talking about who, because all of us, all of us host, you know, whatever realm of level we are in media, we all have like an idol or somebody that we are inspired by. The people, like you right. said, that paved the way for us. So so mine is like, we were talking about Oprah and Tyler Perry, how they mm -hmm. built these amazing empires. Like I love Oprah, I, I loved her style of interview, how she would really be able to pull things she was able to pull things out of people that other people couldn't um she was able to be very candid and then i love how tyler perry built his empire and they both built like this amazing empire and they built like their own tables and chairs and so those are the people that i look at from my blueprint um as i maneuver now we may not always agree with the things that they have done or do but you can never deny Wendy Williams, how hard she worked in the empire that she built and how hard Oprah worked in the empire that she built and Tyler Perry, you know? Right, right, I agree. And that's why I'm all about giving them their flowers because if, they're, if they were in you out here paving the way for us, there would be no us. Mm-hmm. Period. For sure. So your interviews, a lot of your interviews are high profile guests, which you and I yeah. share that in common. You know, we get to talk yeah. to these amazing high profile guests, but you know, people that we look up to and we admire that we've watched on TV and things like that when we grew up and all that great stuff. We are blessed to be able to be in their midst. And so do you have like a list? And I think we talked about this before a little bit in the DM, but do you have like a, a wish list or a bucket list of people that like you're like, listen, these are people I'm going to talk to or the people that I want to interview. Do you have that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Me too. Do you, Can you share like a couple? Yeah. So I know I spoke to you about this even in, and I spoke about this on the show, even in regards to Khalil, who I recently interviewed. He was on the bucket list. He was one on the bucket list, and um, he does. I thought about this. We, we went on to lunch yesterday, and I told him like I first before I saw um, <laughs> before I saw Juice, I saw Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. That's, I love a I love a good story, a good you know. I love one of those you know like Rosa Parks films. I love all of that. So when I first saw him in Tiger Woods, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, he is going to be on my show. Period, point blank. And this is when Courtney's Corner first got started back in 2010. And um, when I came and started doing one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, he's gonna be on the show. I'm claiming this, I'm manifesting it. And we didn't get an opportunity to let it happen last year because you know, people get busy. But one thing about me is I don't, and I told you this before, I don't believe in no. Mm -hmm. I believe in not right now. I believe in delay, but not denied. So for mm -hmm. me, I'm okay. 
well, he said no now, but tomorrow or next week or next year, I'm going to get him. And guarantee you, I did. Um, the same thing with Major and Sherry Shepard. Um, these are people who I have, I've had on my list. And when my PR asked me to make one, I'm like, what the hell do you need to make one for? And she was like, in, in part of you manifesting, sometimes you have to see the thing and say those things so that they can be. You can say it in your head, but you gotta start speaking it out your mouth and writing these things into existence so that way they can be sold. You can't just bottle them in and then be mad when they don't happen. You gotta do the work. You gotta keep saying these things over and over and over and over and over again. And my show is a product of what manifestation looks like. It is, and you are killing it, okay? You are <laughs> killing it. I was like, yes, okay? You better do Maybe. it. Because Maybe. I wanna stress that no, that because me and you, we talked about this, and I and and I and I shared the same thing with you. I'm the same way. Like, no way. Like you said, not right now. You said that person's busy, but you didn't say no. Cause right, that right. that's what happened. I had a similar story with Tashina Arnold with her people like she was on my list so what i do is i make a list every season i'm like these are the people that i really really want to talk to and then i go ahead and put action behind that right and yeah. i've always oh my god i have loved tashina arnold for like oh my god i just love 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 her and i knew when i did a when i got a show i was like when i started my interviews i was like oh she is going at the top of the list i'm going to talk to her some way somehow in some capacity so i found her <laughs> contact information and I reached out and they were like, well, she, you know, she's busy right now. She's filming. I'm like, okay. I just looked at that like, okay, well, she's not, she's busy. She's not available right, right now. So right. a year later this year, I said, you know what? I'm going to try again. Cause maybe she's on the off season. Cause another thing people don't understand. I know you can relate a lot of times with these celebrities. You got to catch them at the right time. Because if you okay. miss that window, of opportunity you it's like, like man year or so yeah yeah so i was like you know what i'm gonna try and i did it and they answered me and it was a very small small amount of time because as you know sometimes it takes a while to get these things going and um but it wasn't long and they answered me back and then i was able to talk to her and i mean i was so excited and the same thing for um uh karen ward ross who i love so much um, I reached out to her and, you know, made that happen and, and so many others, but it's like, I know to me or not right now, that's just not right now. And that's just no right now. That doesn't mean forever. No, that just means not right now. Yeah. And one thing that I always, um, Khalil stresses on the interview, well, the comment, I hate calling them interviews, conversation, um, mm -hmm. no's aren't personal. They're not personal. And a mm -hmm. lot of times. You know, even when I first relaunched this, I got so many no's. And I'm like, you know what? I was like, you, I'm I'm done. Like, listen, I don't need to be, I have to pay my bills. I'm fine. Like, I'm good. I have other gifts that I could be utilizing. And then I just what I had to look, I, I look at my banner and I look at the team of people who are surround me and I realized that it's not just about me. And that these no's are are just temporary. These mm -hmm. numbers are temporary. That does not ever mean that you won't ever get a yes. You know, I think about what Tyler Perry said about his show. Like, he had thousands of no's. And then when he got that yes, that one yes changed his life. You know? Mm -hmm. I yeah. look at my show and, you know, and all of the things that I do now with intention on my life that 
I'll get a no. And I don't take it any way anymore. Okay, they told me no. Maybe God is still preparing that place for me, right? He's still preparing that table for me in that moment. So that way, when I am ready and I do get that yes, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm ready for. And I won't fold. You know, I won't. I will be able to say, you know what? I worked my, I'm sorry, about, about, can I curse? Yes, go ahead. I worked my ass off <laughs> for this. And <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I give it 110%, you know? Yes, you are. I Listen, you are, I can resonate so much with this because man, I'm telling you in, in this business, you will get a lot of no's. Like when I first started out, I literally had my original IG page. I must've had like, I'm, I want to say 83 followers. And the first person that I contacted was um, AJ. You know, she played on House Party. I love mm. her. And um, I, you know, I reached out to her people and they were like, no, no. Right. You have to grow your platform more. No, she can't talk to you. And at that moment, I was like, oh my God. Like I felt really like, like shit, but I regrouped, I revamped. I learned how to, um, I researched how to pitch. I researched um, so many different things, you know, cause I, I didn't have anybody helping me at that time. I didn't have anybody guiding me. So I kind of, I, I relied on, heavily on my own research. And so I, I've improved myself, my pitch, and I figured out how to connect with them. And I figured out, you know, how to approach it. And then I, and then I started getting guesses, but I got a lot of those, but I kept yeah. going. I kept yeah. going. <laughs> it's, it's necessary, right? It's necessary <laughs> for our growth. And what I tell new podcasters, new, you know, media personalities, it is, oh, we get so, we get so warped up and it's, it's good. That's a good thing, but we want the big fish. We want right. the big fish so bad. And the <laughs> little fish are just as impactful. Who yeah. Are, who are we to tell ourselves that these little fish mean nothing? We're still little fish. How right, dare exactly. We, how dare we look at something and go, yeah, I'm not talking to you because you don't have this. You don't know no one's story. And how that how that person could change the trajectory of that other person that's watching on the other side of this this conversation. So me, I am so big on not turning anybody down because I, number one, I know what it's like. But mm -hmm. right? I know what it's like to be told no, and I know what it's like to feel like is this promise something that's really going to happen? You know what I mean? And now when I do things, I still do things with decent in order. And if I feel like what you're saying doesn't, you know, doesn't add up or doesn't speak to where I feel my show is at, yeah, I'll say no. But uh, most of the times, I am so willing to let people come on the show that share in, in what the theme of the story is about for me. The theme of my show is about. And, and when I get those big fish, I'm like, come on, God, show out in this place. Let them know <laughs> that, that this is what it's meant to be because you said so, not me. <laughs> at all yes it's a it's a great feeling like i'm the same way i will allow anybody on my show as long as we both align and it's a mutual alignment um yes. but um what i did start doing too is if, if i can't take them i will you know refer them to somebody else that i know that will take them and that will be better a better fit for them um because yes. I, I do feel that they should still be heard even though they can't come on my platform but i love talking to everybody but 
it is a, a great feeling when you get those dream guests that you've been, you know, like I said, you've been you've been admiring them from afar. You've been watching them work because you're inspired by the things that they have done. And they also have stories, too, you know, of inspiration. They didn't just, you know, wake up, you know, here on TV or in mm-hmm. this, you know, big, you know, they done bought properties and all this stuff. They didn't wake up like that, you know? Right, right. At all. So it's good to talk to them too, but, but yeah. And we were also talking about how, like, you know, some people think that they cannot access these, you know, higher profile people. And, um, because they think small, they think that their platform is small. And although I've, I've learned that when you do reach out to some of them and that's a big sum, they will ask like, you know, well, how many followers you have and what's your stats, but some of them don't care. A lot of them don't care. Yeah. And you know, and that's okay. You know, and what I've <laughs> What I've learned now that I'm like, and it's so weird, you know, it's so weird that everything that I have been praying for is it's come to it's coming to fruition in in spaces and places that I don't even know. And you know, I, uh, I always laugh at this. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, before, well, you know, you don't have the number like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. and now, like. Okay, so we want them on at this time. Can we talk to you at this time? Can we really want to put one on your show? And I'm just like, hold up. <laughs> hold <laughs> up. What? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? You know? And to see that, once again, the promise, you know? And I always I always tell people, it's okay. You know, you know, it's all right. You're gonna people are gonna meet you where you are. Don't be, don't be ashamed of that. And I found out, I was talking to Khalil Kane, like I told you after this, after mm-hmm. our interview, was saying a lot of times, it's not the artist that is telling you no. It's their it's their manager or their mm-hmm. people because they've already set a vision for that artist. And a lot of times it can it can be a bit, you know, damaging to them because now you've lost people because they don't feel like you're human. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. not them. That's just their their team who was kind of like elevating them to this level without talking to them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of hard, but you have to deal with that. So like when people, when you get an email back and they're like, what's your stats? And what is your follow-up count? And what is this? It's not from the artist. Right. It's from the artist. Because listen, I, I, I got to get paid, right? Like I got to do this and I got to do that. So what are you going to do they forget about the word value, right? And mm-hmm. impact, and you know, um, just the trajectory and how that how that guest or that artist story can help somebody. Because we're all one phone call away from making our dreams come true. We're all one step away from you know changing our own lives. But we will never get there if people like those artists or those guests are not the ones who are telling us and are pouring into us every day. You know. Hmm. Yes, and I, I was just talking about that too, like how like um, some of the, a lot of the celebrities have you know developed these shows like podcasts and also talk shows on the side because of you know during pand- uh, the pandemic they were trying to figure out other creative ways to exercise their creativity and, and to work. And I noticed yep. that a lot of them were were collabing with each other, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to, you know, you got to get, and that's the reason why I don't, I don't turn down people either, you know, really, like I said, or I refer them to somebody else because you got to give the underdog a chance because that is how networking works. That is how collaborating works. You can't always just collab with people that are on your level. 
you right. know? Right. So I, I feel that I resonate with that. So listen, I have had so much fun talking to you. <laughs> I have had, this has been an amazing conversation. This was amazing, but you know, before I let you leave, I have to do what I love to do with every guest. My segment, it is called Unpack Your Box. And that's basically where you get a moment just to release whatever compels you, whatever's on your chest that you want to release at the moment. Mm, I love that. Every time I'm asked to do this, the only thing that I say that's to my spirit and I tell everybody, you do not get the right to give up. I'll say that one more time. You do not get the right to give up. There are people who are in this world who need to see you and hear from you because you are going to be the thing that offsets and changes their trajectory for the rest of their lives. And you may not ever meet them. You may not ever meet them, but God is using you as a vessel so that way other people can be saved, can be changed, and that their lives will never be the same. So no matter where you are, no matter how bad you feel like this is not working, you connecting with one person and changing the life of that one person can change the trajectory of just your life because now you've given somebody hope and that's what we're here for. Yes, I love it. Listen, you dropped some gems during this entire episode, okay? And I thank you thank for that. You. And thank I thank you. you. Yes, you are so thank welcome. You. I thank you for all that you are, all that you are doing, all that you're going to do. You are, I genuinely mean that you inspire me to keep going on those days when I feel like I want to quit. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not quitting. <laughs> I'm not quitting because I see you and, and, and the whole community just doing so many amazing things. And I know that this work is needed and it is necessary. Yes, and it is bigger than us. Yes, it is. So tell the people where they can connect with you. You know, your handles, your websites, all that good yes, stuff. Yes, so if you want to follow Courtney's Corner community, please make sure to head over to our website, at www.courtneyscornerllc.com or if you want to connect with me individually follow me at Courtney Starks Official on Instagram everything else is Courtney Starks based Facebook uh, Twitter so please make sure you follow us we are now on Roku and Amazon Fire so you can watch all episodes that we have ever done and get an opportunity to know what it feels like to go through the Courtney's Corner experience. Yes, you guys, make sure you check him out. He's dope. He's amazing. He does the best interviews. Um, I love everything that he's doing. So you guys, make sure that you connect with him for sure. All right, y'all. We are out. Thank you so much, sister. You are so welcome. Before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. You can also email me if you like at unpackingtheboxpodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you are enjoying the show, if you were a guest on the show, you know, if you just 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 love the show. 
Make sure you leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts specifically. I don't know if you can do it on the other platforms, but I know for sure you can on Apple. So yes, do that for your girl, especially if you're enjoying it. You know, let me know. All right, y'all. Be well.